Warning, listening to the creep-off might leave you triggered. This episode may contain murder, rape, laughing at murder and rape, ableism, Lenny Dykstra, serial keaters, smile-talking, fat-shaming, child abuse, drug abuse, pizza abuse, victim-blaming, and the state of Florida. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. You're listening to the Carl Network. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I'm your host. My name is Vinny and joining me in studio, my pal, my good friend, one of the greatest guitar players in Rochester, New York by a mile. It's hot Carl. What is happening? Vinny Paulino, buddy. Thank you so much for coming out to the Ice Tub Show on uh, Saturday night. And I want to really thank you for laughing at one of my jokes. Which one? Um, so Bonnie Wright's at the Jazz Festival on Tuesday here in Rochester. <laughs> yes. And I said, well, since she asked, I give her a two. And uh, that was one of those jokes where it took everyone a beat and a half. And then you hear Vinny go, ah, ha, 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 So uh, thank you for that, buddy. Could you do me a favor and start sleeping with your windows closed again? Holy shit. Well, Could so you turn your air conditioning on or something? I did last night. So we did the show. Saturday night, uh, up late, singing songs, all that kind of stuff. And then um, last night, I went on Uncle Rico with Shuli and the gang and Anthony Cumia. And uh, as you know, I'm not real thrilled with Stuttering John right now. So that lasted three hours last night. Really? So uh, there, there was a lot of uh, yelling going on. I apologize. So I'll be better. Basically, Stuttering John Melendez entered into a verbal commitment to do a show with you guys tonight. Correct. And backed out of it because you wouldn't give him all the money up front. Correct. Yeah. Immediately, too. It was one of those things where it's like, okay, here's the deal. We'll give you 1500 bucks up front. We'll give you 1500 bucks as soon as it's done. And he's just like, oh, you've breached the terms. It's over. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Where he could have easily said, that's not what we agreed to. Well, that's a very, very clear he didn't want to do it anyway type Correct. situation. Oh, yeah, right? he, he was going to come out yeah. and rage quit five minutes in, I guarantee. That was his plan. Ah, he's going to get the money up front and then just say, you yep. got... That's a Melendez move. And you know what? He would have justified it by saying, these guys have made so much money off me, it's about time they paid me back what they owe me. So he would have justified it in his own head and thought that he won and got over on us. So I'm actually kind of glad that didn't happen. I was going to tell you not to do it. Oh, I was I was really looking forward to it. I, was, I know you were, but I was going to tell you, you personally gained nothing out of this. No, I, no, you know what my strategy was. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned this on the show last night. I'll tell you. Okay, I was going to tell John that he needs to start a new show that trashes Shuli because he'd have a built-in audience of thousands of people immediately, and it'd be hilarious. And I'd be like, and I was going to tell him like, I'll, I'll ha- happy to produce or consult or whatever you need for this new uh, Uncle Rico show suck show. Mm. And uh, I thought so, it would be funny because John can't do that. He's not good at roasting people. He's not funny. He's not. You've tried to get him on a show with you. This show. Roasting me. Yes. And he refuses to do it because he knows he's not funny. I believe his exact we- words to me were, how much? <laughs> and you know what I said to him? 
I'll tell you what I was willing to pay. And I'm not even shitting you. If I had to go back and find this, I'm blocked. I might not be able to get to the conversations anymore. Yeah. But I very sarcastically said, I don't know, 75 bucks. What do you want? What do you think you're worth? Right. Like, what do you fucking think you're worth, John? You guys are talking thousands of dollars that he bailed on it. And also, I would like to uh, do my imitation of him responding to your really good idea that you just gave. Do the show making fun of Shuli. Uh, that is too good of an idea for me. <laughs> he writes. It would never work. He's no, not, I know. He, he, he doesn't have that in his brain. He doesn't. He wouldn't know how to pull clips. He wouldn't know how to present them properly. It would fall flat, but I'd love to see him try. That was my whole goal. My goal for this show, and I was going to be cordial to John. We were going to have a conversation. I was going to answer all of his questions, but I just wanted to get him talking. I just wanted to get him comfortable and talking again. That was our whole goal of this thing, and of course it wasn't going to happen because he's- Too a- many chefs in the kitchen for that that mm. he's mad at. There was This was going to be a clusterfuck. You got to get a one-on-one thing with him, and you got to have somebody who can guide him through this tough waters. Because like, here's the thing. The second you laugh at something Julie says at his expense, he's going to be, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. And he's going to be defensive immediately. Yep. There was no possible way that you with those fucking teeth smiling at him are going to put him at ease. So, Vinny, the uh, show that we reviewed last night on Uncle Rico was the one that you and I did a couple of years ago. Oh, with Joe DeVito. Right. Joe DeVito came in later. But, yeah, it was um, Artie and Anthony. It was mostly just Anthony and um, John, and then Artie showed up late. And it's such a bizarre appearance by John, because you're exactly right. As soon as you say one thing or have a, a little bit of a snicker at his expense, he blows up and starts to fucking want to murder everyone. Yeah. It's like he has no fun with it at all. Well, from now on, we're going to refer to him as Little Johnny Runaway. <laughs> right. Little Johnny Runaway. Yeah, what a pussy. It really what a is. giant like, pussy he you is. You got so much to say, dude. And, you know, I'm pissed because I have a lot of popcorn ready to go for tonight. Like, I was ready for this. Oh, my God, me too. I was really looking forward to it. Honestly, it actually, I'll tell you what, it kind of ruined my weekend in a way. And I we bet. had a great weekend. Christian Blatt stayed with us. We had the show and then the Isotope show. We had a blast. And that really kind of, like, soured me, This knowing that Suttering John was backing out from this interview. I was so pissed. Yeah. Honestly, this was him putting his toe in the water to find out how much he could get. Well, he says he's going to do Kevin Brennan's show tomorrow, so we'll see. Bullshit. We'll see. All right. Maybe. Now, Carl, that's out of the way. Yes. Let's do something fun. Let's talk creep-off stuff. Let's talk creep-off. Get out of the Stuttering John nonsense. Who's talking about Stuttering John anymore? Who? Who cares? Nice shirt. Thanks. Uh, I want to bring on our lovely, our fantastic, our surly review girl, (laughs) Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Surly? I don't know. Oh, there's an echo. (laughs) <laughs> it's gone now. Yay. You're good. Jess, what were you up to over the uh, the weekend? I saw you were out and about at a convention. Yeah. I was at uh, Too Many Games. Really fun time. Got to uh, be on the panel for Hack the Movies. Do a signing there. Really fun. Really How nice. many great creep-off plugs did you get off on that panel? Uh, none. Uh-oh. Unfortunately. Jess, do we Tony need to go through the terms of your contract in. again? Do we need to Tony go over the terms? <laughs> That's that the excuse I'm going for. I was too busy talking about how much I hated Transformers 4 that I forgot to mention it. I mean, that is important, but you also have to talk about the Krapov per, yes. the, per the contract. I did see the comment you made that said, oh, it looks like the girl from the Krapov. Yeah. That was I, good. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you in the background of some photo. Freaking uh, Tony's not a photogenic guy, but it doesn't stop him from taking a lot of photos of himself. I think he, yes. looks, I think he looks handsome. <laughs> he's, a, he's a handsome boy. Yes, he is. 
He's he one takes, of he's like, one of ours. When he shaved his head and he just kept taking pictures. I thought that was photoshopped at first. I'm like, why does he look like a monk? So when he shaved his Tony, head, Tony, for watching this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he looks like Travis Pickle. Like he just does not look right, but he looks menacing and weird with the shaved head. So, Jess, all of our voting moved from Reddit this week to our brand new website, which, by the way, if you haven't checked out, is up and running. It's fantastic. You get links to our YouTube channel, all of our uh, bonus uh, sites, uh, Patreon backed by and Supercast, uh, our Reddit. You can find links to everything there at thecreepoff.com. And the voting is there. We have a special algorithm that they built for us that filters out the bots and the double IP votes. Yep. And they send those results directly to Jess. So I don't even know what the results are. I don't either. Oh, this is fun. So we're going to find oh, out. They, we're going to find it, out. Oh, I thought you guys knew. No. Oh, I, I have oh. no idea. All I know is that I deserve to win because my argument was way better last week. But I don't know who How actually won. How do you figure? Won. Did your guy stick glass oh, things up, again. boys' urethras? Listen, for listen sir. The voting is closed. All right. How many people's dicks did your creep bite off? I can't remember. My God, at least 28. Off the top of my head, I don't remember. Would you like the results? I do. The score was 161 to 63. Jesus Christ, that's a blowout. And the winner was Vinny. I'm just a common man out here creeping off like a bad motherfucker. Now we're tied, Carl. That seems fake to me. That's that is that is ridiculous. That vote. The second you fucking lose, Uh, by that much, yes, by that much, dude. Three times as many votes as I did. Okay, if you say so. Why can't I ever just get a good voting system going? Jess, what do you think? You think that seems a little suspicious, right? Um. I mean, last, compared to last week, how close it was, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. All right. I mean, listen, I trust you, Jess. So you tell me if you if I have uh, a case or just, not. This was just sent to me. I don't change the vote. I denounce it. <laughs> you, got, you got to have a strong opinion on this show. That's the only thing we ask, Jess, that you plug our show when you're on panels and that you have a strong opinion when you, we ask you something. Whenever you're not on the show with us, you should be telling people, I wish I was on the show with Vinny and Carl <laughs> right now. <laughs> You're right. Maybe you should get out your phone and watch some creep off. Hey, hit subscribe. Let me see your phone. And then you subscribe, people. It's a really good foolproof method. And I'm sure all kinds of simps will give you their phone if you just ask nice. All right. So, Vinny, you've tied it up. It's now three to three. And, uh, of course, the way this game works is the first person to five gets to force the other person to spin the dreaded wheel of consequences, which is right there behind Vinny Paulino. Forced. I shudder I like when I see it. I like to think it's consensual, but you know it's not fun either way. You're not forcing people, but that's it. It's right here, the wheel of consequences, which is you know where one of us is going to end up on game point next week. Correct. So, Jess, thank you so much for letting us know who won. You are fantastic, no except when you're on panels. Apparently, you're terrible on those, and yeah. that you don't do a very good job and should do better, Vinny. I know that. She has one job, Carl. <laughs> she didn't do it at all. One job. Didn't yeah. do it once. I, I just had to talk about uh, how bad, just how bad Transformers 4 was. Oh, I think that everyone already knows. I'm pretty sure they're well, like, they keep oh, fucking Transformers making them. 19. Vinny, yeah, Vinny they keep fucking making these movies, so somebody thinks they're good. I haven't seen one Transformers movie that's worth watching. Parents who want their kids first to one. shut up for two hours the or who thinks they're one, good. 
The first, first one. one is, the first one's the only one I enjoy. The first one is complete garbage. It these, is, but I enjoy s- it. Space aliens come to Earth, and a teenager it's feels he needs to hide them from his parents. He's concerned about his parents finding out that he's friends with giant robots. I mean, what did you? It's so they, stupid. You bought a car for $4,000, which I remember it was $4,000. From Bernie Mac, Carl. From Bernie Mac. So stupid. Such a bad movie. And the biggest problem with it is when you watch the cartoon, I was a big Transformers fan growing up, you knew who the Decepticons was and who the Autobots were. When they were fighting, you knew who you were rooting for. In these movies, I have no idea. There's I no just way see parts flying out. all over the place. Buildings you watch it as exploding. much as I can, you can tell. All right, maybe you're not a good authority a on Transformers here. 4. I think my opinion, I haven't even seen the movie. This isn't Transformers 4. It's like Transformers 7. Well, she was talking about Transformers 4. Oh, Transformers I'm sorry. 4, there's like a whole scene where they have like Budweiser cans all over the ground and they're just like show it for 30 seconds. And then Mark Wahlberg, who's in that movie, picks it up and drinks it. And it's like, well, that was pointless. So it you was, think that just, you think the Reese's Pieces in E.T. was a little more subtle than the Bud Light in Transformers yes. 4? Is that what you're what? saying? What? Reese's it's Pieces. And it's just like, they just keep changing scenes to different Budweiser bottles. So bad. Also, John Goodman's in it, and he talks too much. Uh, well... I got. Uh, can I make an announcement while Jess is here, just for uh, shits and giggles? Yeah, we did another poll this weekend, Carl. That I have the results of on our Patreon page. It was open to everybody. Anyone who listens to the show could have gone there and voted. So we put it out there we were going to nominate someone for the Creep Off Hall of Fame Hall of Fame enshrinement this Wednesday. Easy for you to say. I'm going to write a book one day. <laughs> Can't be any worse than any other books yep. called that. Ladies and gentlemen, going into the Hall of Fame, it's the Hulkster, Terry Balea. Oh, nice. 53% of the vote went to Terry fucking Balea over <laughs> Uday Hussein. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> I hear uh, that uh, that Hulk Hogan character uh, doesn't like black people very much. Off of Ashoka Asahara, <laughs> who tried to fucking set up a, a fucking Armageddon up. Yeah. There's uh, some real heavy hitters on that list that Hulk Hogan beat out. You know what this out. tells me, Vinny? It tells me that our listeners get the show, and I appreciate With that. With this you guys leg drop, it. dude. <laughs> yes. Take that. Hulk Hogan is the biggest creep and should go into the Hall of Fame, so that's exciting. Yeah, so, Carl, give your a wave in front of the camera. There Sorry. Is. So, check this out. <laughs> We're going to cover all sorts of Hulk Hogan bullshit on Wednesday, and then the week after that, Carl, people are asking me when we're going to do it. Yeah? We're going to do it for the 4th of July week. Thunder in Paradise. Yes. yes. <laughs> All on the Creep Off uh, Patreon back by our Supercast. You can find the links on thecreepoff.com. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, and uh, I'm really excited to do it. So we're going to have some fun the next two weeks over on that stuff. I hope you'll join you us. You know, normally I don't like to encourage your uh, fanboying out of uh, pro wrestling, but this I, I approve of. This is going to be you. good. And I would also like to say, after this particular incident, we're going to see how this pans out with Stuttering John. I almost wanted to walk in here today and say, Put Hulk Hogan on the back burner. <laughs> Slap in Melendez. It's about time he fucking went into the Creep Off Hall of Fame. Yeah, he does deserve it to be there. So, yeah, maybe in the future. We yeah, can maybe in the future we'll induct do that. Him. All right, Jess, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. And uh, follow Jess on week. social media at Jess Daydreaming. Correct. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Jess. All right, let's hit these. She goes uh, on a panel, doesn't mention the show once. Vinny, I, Is I, she out of her mind? That's disappointing. I'm going to give her a pass, but I'm not going to forget this anytime soon.
Oh, Jessica. I'm not gonna if I didn't this. like you so much. Uh, all right. Happy Super Chat Monday, everybody. Yeah. Yay, Super Chats. Let's hit those before we start the contest. Your new review girl. Annie. Annie Orion, thanks for the two bucks. She says, hola, creepos. Hola, Annie. Hola. Nice to meet you. Wonderful appearance. She opened up with an hola, creepos, and I immediately said, that's a good egg. Yep. She did. That was her first uh, words on WATP. Uh, Cam Critical says for a dollar ninety nine. Thank you. Fake news. Carl's half band doesn't sing, so no real excuses for your voice. We there, were buddy. singing. Vinny will tell you we had a karaoke show, and uh, we had a lot of singers coming up, including myself, singing songs Saturday night. All right. B says uh, last three dollars on a prepaid card. I'm finished with. <laughs> all right. Thank you. We'll take all your prepaid card money. Ah, uh, CMOS. Send us gift cards, too. 4044. Hi, Carl and Vinny. Have a great day, and screw John. Agree? Yeah, fuck John Melendez. He's a pussy. Thank you, CMOS 4044. <sighs> Appreciate that. Bill Loney. Ah, Team Vinny. I was checking out the uh, after show. Is that going to happen again today? I hope so. Because, Bill and Dela. Because I got to tell you, I feel a little bit like watching Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd when I'm watching that show. Yeah. And I kind of like... I like the way the teams are shaping up, is all I'm going to tell you. Fair enough. I, I think that they're going to work out their chemistry issues, and it'll be good. <laughs> Bill Lodi for the win. All right. And uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, ASC presents. Thanks for the five bucks. I wish I was on the creep off with Jess and Vinny and Carl right now from Mint Salad. Mint Salad, I think we need to get you on here. Yeah. Let's Mint, do it. You are welcome on the creep off anytime. Hit me up, and we'll figure out something. Sounds like fun. I mean, we could just turn this into a movie review show. It seems like that's what we were doing just now. And get a get, uh, Mint on here, talk movies. You think we do a better job than Tony? <laughs> you think? <laughs> oh, shots fired. Oh, I love you, Tony. We're such fucking heels. <clears throat> All right, Cam Critical says, thanks for the doubt. Right, Star Wars is bad too, Carl. Which one, Cam Critical? Because I will agree with that. I get to tell like me which one. Of them. At least six. There's at least six that are bad. I'll, I'll agree with that. But there's a few that are very good. Empire. Empire's the best. Yeah. For sure. Uh, a New Hope. A New Hope's fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then the rest. Well, And the rest. What about Rogue One? Great movie. You know, Rogue One, I never think of. So I guess there you go. Fine. I just rewatched it again recently. It, it holds up. It's a good cool. movie. Cool. Is that how you lost your voice screaming at the TV? Yes. Get the plans away! Get the plans away! <laughs> are we caught up on Super Chats already? Fuck yeah, we are. All right, cool. Well, then, in that case, I think we should uh, start off our creep-off this week, and the category is Creepiest Barber. I don't know where you came up with that. I don't know how that came about. Well, there's no story to it. I just went off a list. Okay, perfect. Because like sometimes we just like need to come up with something. Of course. And as we think of categories, we throw them on a list, and... The Oracle Alex keeps the list, and I was just like, remind me what we got out of there, and Barber seemed to fit. I love it. Let's get into it. All right, you go first, it. because you won the last week. What do you got? Folks, I get accused of being long-winded on this show, and I will not be that today. Yay! Uh, hold In on. Fact, I think I think the children are happy about that. <laughs> it's good news. Yes. I will definitely... Uh, not be long-winded, and either will be the victim of the crime I'm about to discuss. U.S. Navy Petty Officer Timothy Vaughn was 33 years old in October of 2014 when he walked into Vic's Barbershop in Imperial Beach, just south of my hometown, 
the town that is responsible for my good looks and carefree attitude, San Diego, California. <laughs> right now, San Diego's like, disavow, disavow. I denounce it. That was <laughs> from the Chamber of Commerce. Where he was served by my creep today, Daniel Flores, who is 22 years old at the time of the incident. Now, the naval officer was sitting in his chair, and he was getting his hair trimmed and cut by Mr. Flores. The owner of the shop was also there, but had just finished up with a customer and uh, had walked out to go get some food. The other customer left, leaving Officer uh, Petty Officer Vaughn and Daniel Flores alone in the shop. Okay. Now, as... Mr. Vaughn is getting his hair cut. Daniel Flores offers to give him a straight razor shave. Beautiful. Now, you like a straight razor shave? Oh, I mean, they're the best. They really are fantastic. Yeah, you feel like a new man after that. I'm never fucking getting one again. Because Officer Vaughn, Petty Officer Vaughn said, no, I think I'm good. And he goes, no, man, I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. And he says, okay. And the 22-year-old shave. Puts the shaving lotion on him and everything, mm-hmm. foams him up, and puts the knife up to his throat and says, you know I can uh, slice your throat right now, right? And before Officer Vaughn could say anything, that knife, ear to fucking ear, brother. Wow. Just think about the shock of that as it happens to you in this nice, relaxing barber shop. I'm getting this wonderful... I got this hot foam on my face. It feels great. We're going to get this all cleaned up. And then from ear to ear, you are now gushing blood all over yourself, all down your shirt. So you're saying you can't just like grab a little piece of toilet paper and uh, pop that on there? Is that what you're telling me? In fact, there were two slices to the man's throat, not just one, Carl. Uh So that's not a great sign. Now, what do you think Daniel Flores did at that point? Um, I don't know, maybe uh, danced around celebrating. He uh, walked out of the store calmly and got on his bicycle and pedaled away. Okay. Leaving Petty Officer Flores bleeding all over this barbershop with no one else there in sight to help him. The good news, Carl. Petty Officer Vaughn is a trained medic. Oh, as, as a lot of these uh, police officers, first responders are. And this guy figured out how to position his body and put pressure on the wound. And he saved his own life and kept blood going to his heart and his brain. So he was conscious through all of this. Yeah. Impressive. The owner shows up and is like, what the fuck? He calls the cops. Fuck it. Slipping on blood. <laughs> this guy's just holding his fucking neck, still bleeding all over the fucking floor. The other guy paddled away. There's bike tracks in the blood. So the cops show up. They get him out of there. And the owner is talking to the police. And he said, well, where? how can we contact this guy? They said, well, the only person I know that knows him is his aunt. So they call the aunt. The aunt comes down to the barbershop. And as she's there, Daniel Flores calls her. Oh. And he's like, hey, listen, I'm at your house. Do you mind if I make a sandwich? (laughs) It's a weird phone call to make. Yeah. He goes over to his aunt's house and he starts raiding the fucking fridge. But he has permission, though. Yes. After slicing the man's throat. Sure. After trying to murder someone. Yeah. Well, it didn't take the cops long to catch him. And uh, I want to read to you a little something. This is uh, from Petty Officers Vaughn's testimony to the court. I felt this incredible pain. There was so much blood. It was everywhere. 
I put pressure on it. It hurt so much. I felt a huge hole in my own neck, and I kept trying to scream, somebody help me. But blood kept flowing out all over my hands when I did that. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. We all have problems, all right? Relax. Yeah. So either way, he got arrested. These two men did not know each other at all. Weird. This was not. He's got a wild hair up his ass, huh? Yeah, and I started thinking about this shit. We put a lot of trust in fucking barbers, man. Yeah. When you go into that place, they have metal tools. A fucking pair of scissors to the ear, dude. Just fucking stab you in the fucking ear. Side <laughs> of your skull. To the ear. See, this is why I decided to go to a hairstylist that I'm married to and uh, needs me for financial support. Hell of a singer. <laughs> She's yeah. also a hell of a singer. She yeah. is a hell of a singer. She's not bad. She's got some pipes that She's Jenny jingles. Hell yeah. She was the best part of the show the other night. I have I video of Christian Blatt, by the way. I agree. Christian Blatt, uh, timing's a little off. Can I tell you my favorite part of the video? He can't really t- count to four all that while, it seems. <laughs> my favorite part was watching producer Chris, Sly, yeah. standing behind him, trying not to laugh his ass off <laughs> and keep his timing on the base. While, uh, while Croge was... Um, Helping him get back on track on the choruses, which yeah. is nice. I like Christian Blatt. I had lunch I with too. him, as you mentioned on uh, on your show the other day, while you were giving me the wrist Voss treatment. You piece of shit, <laughs> fucking punch you right in the fucking face. Yeah, hey, it was you, a fun. You need uh, w- shave, dickhead. It was a fun WATP on Saturday. If you haven't checked it out yet, yeah. with uh, Christian in studio. So this shit happened on in 2014. Okay. And when this went to trial, he was found guilty. Yeah, we're still doing this. I thought it was going to be a short one. The judge sentenced him to 10 years in prison for assault with a deadly weapon. Okay. That's all he got was 10 years in prison, and he's out. So that means next year, look out, San Diego. You get yourself a new sharp cut. Are you sure he's not already out? I'm sure with parole and shit. He might be. I don't fucking know. All I know is that the point that the judge made at sentencing was quite interesting because he gave him two years over his recommended sentence. That's such a weird thing. Do you ever have thoughts in your head, and maybe I'm a creep? Oh, oh, okay. Let me rephrase that. I know I'm a creep. So when all of you have these thoughts in your head. You ever have those thoughts in your head where you're just like, I can just turn the steering wheel and take out that uh, pedestrian right there. No problem. Every and, fucking day. Of course. Like, you're, you're always thinking it. I was behind a car yesterday trying to get home that was going, for some reason, 12 miles per hour. And my wife says, just go around him. I'm like, no. No, I'm not going to go around him. I want to get right on his bumper. And let him know what an asshole he is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But there's always those thoughts in your head. It's like, we stopped at a light. I could get out of my car right now and just drag him out of his car and have a old, good old-fashioned blanket party. But you don't do it. You think about it for yeah, a second. You go, That'd be get fun. your little nerd ass kicked. Oh, stop it. Who do you think you're beating up? <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> who the fuck are you stepping up to? <laughs> good points. Like, good who, points, who do you think's driving that car? Christian Blatt? Do you think it's Blatt in the car? <laughs> no, Blatt was in my car. <laughs> At the Jesus time. Christ. At least I kind of look scary. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't fuck with you. You have a little thing called momentum. Oh, yeah. It's, it's called inertia. Oh, yeah. I'm, fa- I'm fast within a foot. Don't get close. <laughs> Don't get close, bitches. So I'm going to tell you. So either way, he got 10 years in prison. He'll be out probably next year. He might be out. Who fucking knows? But the judge pointed out that... Flores has yet to explain in any way, shape, or form why the fuck he did this. He doesn't have to explain himself. He just did it. He just wanted to. Which is insane and very creepy. Yeah. Daniel Flores, ladies and gentlemen. 
Well, hopefully he's now on SSRIs and, and he won't do anything else to people. I'm sure he'll be fine. All right, Vinny, you ready for uh, for my creep this week? You know I that found, I am. I found a fun one. Jared Walter is my creep, a.k.a. the TriMet Barber. Now, this, ha- this happened in uh, the Portland area in Oregon, and uh, there is public transportation known as TriMet. It's uh, trains and buses, and uh, I'll set this up. With something that happened, uh, this is a news story from four years ago, 2019, this news story came out. The man known as the TriMet Barber is on trial once again. This time he's accused of cutting the hair of two unsuspecting women. In court today, we saw a surveillance video that police say shows him in action. We've blurred the victim and other passengers on the bus. Police say that is Jared Walter, though, sitting in the second row from the back. A woman says she felt a pulling on the back of her seat several times and then eventually turned around and saw him with a pair of scissors. A second victim testified today that she was on a max platform when Walters struck again. Walters has been convicted three other times of harassing women in similar ways. His trial is expected to wrap up tomorrow. We will let you know what happens. All right, so Jared Walter, what he likes to do is he likes to get on the bus and just like there's a girl sitting in front of me, just grabs her hair and starts cutting it for her. Carl, that's like in Jackass the movie. Yeah. How is this guy a barber? This is this is what he's doing. He's a barber. Uh, he's not making a lot of money from it, unfortunately. I mean, uh, hopefully he's going to get a tip. I don't know how that works. But Walter's history of attacking women on buses and trains dates back to 2009, and his crimes occurred in multiple counties across Oregon. Uh, he was placed on probation for five years in March of 2018 as part of his conviction for a May 17th incident where he could have w- cut a woman's hair while riding a bus. Now, this gets a little bit creepier in my next clip here. This is a different story that came out on the news about him. We don't want him on the transit system, but today there is no state order. There's nothing that prevents him from being on the transit system. On the scale of heinous, it's a 10. Jared Weston Walter, known as the TriMet Barber, has admitted to masturbating into and then cutting women's hair while riding public transit <laughs> and arrested more than 17 times. So you thought this was all fun and games a second ago, didn't you? He's like, oh, he's just cutting people's hair on the bus. No, he's jerking off into their hair. How, how do these women not hair. know that someone's jerking off into their hair? Dude, this is an insane story. He's been arrested 17 times. So there's se- there's 17 women that are that stupid. He's a registered sex offender. Well, no, he's behind them. You know how it is when there's lunatics on the bus behind you. You don't want to look. You don't want to give them... And, you know, as soon as you You'd rather let them finish in your hair, <laughs> as soon as you pay attention to them, I mean, they don't know what's what's going on. They just hear breathing. They just hear panting. They don't know what's going on. So he's a registered sex offender. He's been arrested more than 17 times. That's really And I don't want to kink shame. I don't want to yuck anyone's no, yum. Fine. But Go ahead. Jerk it off in people's hair in public. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you know this, Vinny. Women don't like it in their hair. It's It's usually a problem. Because this is something that you might not know about, but um, women it looks better. Women hate washing their hair. <laughs> it's really annoying for them. All right, so let's uh, let's find out more about this gentleman, shall we? Please. As part of that conviction, Walter received five years probation in March of this year, but was arrested again four months later and three more times since then. Finally, his probation was revoked November fourteenth, but he was released six days later because of time served and legally allowed to ride TriMet again. In the past, we always worked with the district attorney's offices to make a ban on riding TriMet during the probation part of the sentence. Now, with the long-term ban 
we don't have to rely on that anymore. To be clear, TriMet doesn't make laws, but now because of Jared Walter. We put this ordinance into place based on this individual. TriMet has a long-term exclusion ordinance added to the TriMet Code of Conduct. All right, so listen to this. This is what's so crazy here. So TriMet has developed a new ordinance where they can give someone a lifetime ban, okay. and they created it just for Jared Walter. Okay. He's the reason why they developed this thing. They're like, well, we have to run him back on the buses and trains because there's nothing else we can do. There's no rules against it. So then they decided, well, maybe we should make a rule against it. Like, oh, yeah, that's probably a pretty good idea. But because this, uh, these are liberal dummies up there in, uh, in Portland, they decide that it's not retroactive. So they can't give him a lifetime ban for things that he used to do because they didn't have that rule yet. Does that make sense? No. So one more lady's getting a fucking load in her hair? Of course. Of course. Oh, the ordinance is not ordinance. retroactive, and because there's no court order, Walter legally can ride public transit. In fact, TriMet drivers can't even get photos of Walter in case he hops on. But TriMet says if Walter violates again, this ordinance will accomplish something the courts have not been able to. It really is for those who are conducting serious offenses that do threaten the safety of our riders in our Yes, this guy's jerking off into women's hair. He's definitely threatening their safety. And the fact that they're like, look, it, we made this rule, but the way the rule works is we can't actually use it against this guy. I like, hate how full of themselves they sound that they made this rule. But Vinny. They're so happy that they, they came up with They made the rule. Why did they make the rule so that the rule doesn't work for this case? They made the rule for this case and then put in this language that says they can't use it retroactively, which is so stupid to me. Fortunately, though, he was arrested again in 2019. Oh, good. And they were able to slap him with a lifetime ban. And I'll just read this quote from their spokesperson. While TriMet worked with authorities to make a ban on riding transit part of Walter's parole or probation, we had no control over the ultimate length of his sentences. With new criminal charges pending just four months after his latest release from jail in November 2018, TriMet has invoked the strongest penalty that was uh, that we as a transit agency can, a lifetime exclusion. So they, they put a lot of thought into this. They were like, we, uh, I mean, this is a big deal. We're not sure if we should do it. Yes, do it. And then, Vinny, this, yeah, is, uh, this yeah. is my kicker. Okay. Because this is all going down. Like, like I said, the first offense was 2009. Then 2017, there were a bunch. We've covered a decade. 2019. Yeah. This is uh, a report from one month ago. All new at six, the man known as the TriMet Barber is back behind bars. Jared Walter was arrested today. According to court documents, Walter went to a TriMet Max platform back on April 26th. TriMet banned the 36-year-old for life. He is also under probation with the condition to stay off TriMet property without approval and no loitering within 50 feet of any TriMet stop or station. Walter is a sex offender with a long criminal history. Several of his past crimes were committed on TriMet buses. He's now charged with criminal trespass and interfering with public transportation. This guy could not stop himself from going on the train platforms and buses. So like, what the fuck? What are you doing here, Jared? What are you doing here? You know I got to arrest you now, right, dummy? Oh, man. They can't stay away. It's habit. I like what Chris uh, Chris Crimson said. I should have pulled this clip. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just want to ask you a question. How many of these incidents happen inside of uh, barber shops? This is, dude, this is even better. How do you I, figure? Because what you don't understand, Vinny, is a little thing called creativity. 
Uh-huh. I'll explain it to you. What do you mean I don't understand creativity? <laughs> I knew that would piss I you off. I invented the show. I knew that I would came up with this whole off. fucking thing. <laughs> what have you ever come up with? Jocktober? You came up with Jocktober, <laughs> motherfucker? You can tell me I'm not creative? What about the Shuli so- Show? I'm on the Shuli Show again? What's going on yeah, right now? You invented Uncle Rico. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> I'm not creative, you piece of shit. I like that you, you took the biggest problem in the universe. And you made it a true crime show, and you're actually like I don't creative. even know what that is still, and I'm friends with Vito Ante. <laughs> Fix your camera, asshole. Uh, is it, I think it's okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. We're good. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm being creative. I think I did a very good job. I found the TriMet Barber for creepiest barber, and if you're not voting for me, then obviously you have an agenda yourself. F- fine listener. Still like you, buddy, but Holy vote for Carl. Shit. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, folks, you can vote at thecreepoff.com this week. Now, Carl, because you just pissed me off, let me just remind you that uh, I'm looking at the calendar, and it is uh, June 26th. Yes. Which means July is just a few days away. And I'm wondering if you've planned your trip to Gary, Indiana, Carl. Do you have a date set yet? I do not. Well, why don't you get creative with your calendar, (laughs) motherfucker? I'll I'll get very creative with my calendar in order to pull this off. Go on a Wednesday or something. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Go on a Wednesday when I do. I'm doing three shows this Wednesday, Vinny. I'm doing the creep up. Then who are these podcasts? And then who are these socials? Because my buddy Blind Mike is driving to Maryland. How the fuck see, is he doing that? To see Tom Myers perform stand up comedy what on is, this Thursday night. Does he have a Tesla? How the fuck is he driving anywhere? I think he's got a buddy who drives him. You know, I'm uh, suppo- possibly going to be do- popping on an episode of uh, Why Are We Laughing? Oh, we both done month. that show a few times. Yeah, I uh, sent him a topic to hit up, and oh. he was like, "Holy shit, what is it?" Uh, I don't want to give it away. He'll he'll do it. he'll he'll announce it when he's ready. Well, thanks for bringing that up, then, Dunny. Yeah, but I'm just saying, listen to Blind Mike's show; it's really good. It is a good show. I, it's I enjoy very it. good. I was trying to plug your your the partner that you plug out other shows on this one. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate yeah, you got that. it. All right, Carl. Let's Blind, do some blindmike.net for all the links. You can visit Cardiff Electric on Patreon. <laughs> All right. So uh, did you have something else you wanted to, to say before we get, do our next segment? I here? wanted to say let's hit WATC. Let's do it because it is time for who are these Creepos. Now, who are these Creepos is a segment we've been doing for months now on the Creep Off. And the reason why we do this segment is because we declare we're the best true crime podcast around. And some people say, well, I don't know if that's true. And I go, oh, you don't? Let me prove it and the way i prove that is very petty and i'm not above that i go through and i find other true crime podcasts and one at a time we show you why we're better than them in every single way and today is no exception my friend because today i got a suggestion from nathan in our patreon that says uh, i have a review suggestion for watc drunk women solving crime these women do why just solve the crime i'm guessing it's a dui these women do live shows in the UK very regularly. I guess they have a residency somewhere. Oh. And, uh, well, let's just get this thing started because... They, they solve crimes? Oh, they're drunk women solving crimes. Let's find out more about it, starting with the intro song. This is going to get you excited and pumped up for it. Drunk women
That should be the sleep with me intro. That's a snooze fest, guys. That's the worst James Bond intro song I've Oof. ever heard. What the fuck style is that? I don't know. What it would actually sounded like uh, it almost sounded like a spaghetti western or something. Like, oh remember how, yes, remember how yes. Opie and Anthony used to start off? Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, I forget the name of that piece. But Rhapsody yeah. in Gold or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So that sucks tremendously. That sucks. That That's sucks. awful. And I'll- guess what, Vinny? It gets worse. All right, let's get our introductions here. Let's find out who's hosting this show. Great. This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Ha <laughs> ha, you get it, Vinny? So what Boo! they're doing... What they're doing, it's very different than other true crime shows. <laughs> they, they drink alcohol while they do their show. Isn't that great? Like, who who would even think of such a thing? I've never even heard of such a thing. True crime and alcohol? What? Wow. What an amazing formula that these drunk slobs came up with. They have figured it out. And I hate when someone introduces themselves as a comedian. So we got Taylor Glenn, Hannah George, Katie Wilkins, and their guest on this episode is this woman named Posey who also considers herself some type of entertainer or starving artist or something, as we'll find out. I oh. hate so much. There's nothing more that I hate. I'm sorry. No, please. I am sorry. I fucking hate people and the credits that they put into their own names. Oh, I get so fucking annoyed. Mm-hmm. I do a show where I talk to people all the time that are padding their credits and such. But uh, recently, I just want to throw this out there. There is a goddamn open micer. One of the worst Uh-oh. open micers I have Uh-oh. ever seen. Nothing pisses off Vinny more than an open micer. These fucking people have no goddamn self-awareness. Uh-huh. And uh, this person was doing a show at a Jewish community center. Oh, good gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. With like four other people. And I believe this person probably brought their keyboard, if oh, that no. helps you understand what no, kind of an act this is. That's not good. And uh, on the poster for the thing, someone sent it to me to... Because they knew I'd get mad. They wanted to see my reaction. Uh-huh. The poster has the person's name, and that underneath it says, Comedy at the Carlson. Oh, they use this club as a credit? Yes. And has this person performed at this club? I'm guessing, like, in the funniest the person, funniest person in a Rochester, Rochester contest. contest. Which anyone, I mean, they'd even let me in that contest if I, yeah. if I wanted to be. You, any of you could have fucking entered that thing. Yeah, right. It starts next week. It's open. Fucking come on. Yeah. It's- and by the way, the way you win that contest is by bringing out all your friends and family. Actually, that's part of it. It's it's funny when the person who brings most people loses, mm-hmm. and the funniest comedian wins, because what happens is they get second place votes, and the second place votes add up more than the first place votes. Yeah, so it actually ends up evening out at the end, and it's really fun to watch people's like shock and reaction to that because like I thought I brought everybody, I thought I I thought I rigged the system. You did it. I did. Cream of the crop, cream rises to the top. Baby. All right, so now we've heard these women. They consider themselves comics and screenwriters or whatever the fuck they think that they're doing. And what they do on this show, which I find to be endlessly annoying, is yeah. So this person hasn't paid their dues. Is that what you're saying, Vinny? They haven't paid their dues. Unlike some people we know, big right, right on the nose. All right, so what they do on the show is they play clips from the show you're going to be hearing. To let you know how funny it's going to be, because they consider themselves hysterical. And what's weird about this, I'm just, I'm just going to play this for you unedited, is that all you hear is the punchline and then them cackling about it. 
Mm. So you don't know why it's funny or if it's funny. I should say, you don't know if it's funny is really what I should say. But you just hear that they say a word and they all start laughing about it. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Oh my God, I would love a Betty Hill HBO series. (laughs) Real porn actors. (laughs) Yeah. This is just like a crazy dream now. (laughs) That's a euphemism, guys. (laughs) Rubber, rubber, rubber. Make you want to listen to the episode, Minnie? That's a euphemism. <laughs> rubber, rubber, rubber. <laughs> Pretty good stuff, right? I feel like the level of laughter was more forced than the Tom Meyer show. It's bad. It's, it's like really that bad. level, but more forced. It's very which bad. Which makes it even worse. All right. So this guest comes on Posey, and Posey, she was the way they met was at this festival they were doing, and she was like dressed up in a gorilla suit. For some reason, for her act or whatever show she was doing. So she's describing how she moved to London to be a performer and to make all of her dreams come true. And they ask all their guests, have you ever been a victim of a crime? And she says, yes, I've actually been a victim of two crimes. And she explains the first one about her laptop getting stolen from the dressing room at this festival. And this annoys the shit out of me, Vinny. And I'll explain why after we play the clip. If if you ha- if you're gonna steal, steal from the business people and not the the poor starving artists. Yeah. <laughs> so this I I don't understand this okay. line of thinking. But like, look at stealing from people is okay if you steal from the right people. You know, the people who worked really hard and made a lot of money and have a lot of money because they worked really hard and earned it. Those are the people you should steal from. Yeah. Not me, who's a lazy asshole, just wants to be successful and something I'm not very good at. Don't steal from me. Steal from the people who work hard, get sure. up every day. And make a living. Yeah, wait till they get into their submarines and they grab their I mean, shit. Vinny, I've been on both sides of this. So I think I'm uniquely qualified to say, fuck you. With that line of thinking, go fuck yourself. You're an asshole. They're all assholes. They're like, yeah, right. Don't steal from us. We're hilarious. Carl Hamburger lives in the biggest house <laughs> on the biggest hill in the best part of town. Steal from him. Steal from Carl Hamburger. He deserves it for some reason. <laughs> all right. So, um, so then she's explaining the other crime, and that was uh, she was being sexually harassed while she was wearing this gorilla suit. Because what she was doing, she's walking around town in her full gorilla suit, handing out flyers to promote her show. All right? And, of course, uh, hilarity ensues when that's happening, and she's being sexually harassed by Londoners. Yeah, I would get so much like really quite bizarre sexual harassment when I was flowering in my gorilla costume. Really? Like, like the most bizarre. So, like, um, the first uh, Friday that I went out flowering, I got five guys do exactly the same joke to me, and they'd all come up behind me, slap me on my gorilla ass, and then turn around to their friends and be like, word for word, "Oh, sorry, thought you were my ex," and like oh to like roar to their friends' laughter. And yes, of course, wow. it's like deeply serious and blah blah blah. But I was also like. Do men only have one? (laughs) Now, Vinny, I have to say, as far as jokes and what you come up with for an excuse to slap a girl on her ass as she dressed up as a gorilla, I thought you were my ex is actually a pretty good line. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised five of them thought of that. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, that's pretty good. And she's trying to be like, yeah, these dumb guys, that's all they can think of. I'm like, I wouldn't have thought of that. And you know what? You're lucky it wasn't Anthony Cumia. He wouldn't have thought of that either. He would have had something (laughs) (laughs) much much rougher for you in that gorilla suit. He would have started taking pictures of you. All right. Well, I don't want to go there, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, You can think you get the point. (laughs) 
I thought you were my ex. Not not a bad line, guys. Not a bad line. Yeah. The British are known for their sense of humor. Yeah, that was actually the best part of joke of the show so far. Correct. All right, so this is where it gets really annoying because, uh, you know what? I don't have to set this up at all. I'll just play the clip. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about here. Sorry, I'm, my dog is whining, so I'm just going to let him out oh, the door. Sure. That's a euphemism, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's what how we she refers to her mother. <laughs> we used to call it my my cat's meowing, because that's what Katie said once on a Zoom. You yeah. were like, oh, my cat's meowing. And it, your cat was meowing outside the door, but you also yeah. just really needed a piss. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it worked so seamlessly, and then somehow it, I hadn't gotten away with it in the way I thought I had. I'll use that for like hookups now. I'll be like, I'm so sorry. Just give me a second. My cat's meowing. <laughs> yeah. And like shuffle away to the bathroom. Oh, you're talking about the cat, the cat meowing. Yeah. yeah. I think Taylor just did the quickest piss. <laughs> I just go in the corner like the dogs do. Yeah. Dude, they giggle at fucking everything they say. Dude, it's insane. There's something unsettling about that girl's voice too. It made it sound like she probably does like piss in a chamber pot. Probably. Yeah. It's just gross. I, don't I got a pot this. to piss in. All right, well, then you aren't a starving it's artist. It's right here on the shelf. Let Ugh. me get it for you. Oh, watch out, it's sloshing. My dog is whining. That's a euphemism. And they go, ha, 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 let's tag that 80 times. Good one. Good stuff, guys. Oh, my, my cat's meowing. Oh, that means she has to pee, does it? <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just saying, I thought you were my ex girlfriend. I'm sorry. All right. That was a good joke. Uh, that was the only joke by a guy in this whole episode. It's the only thing that's actually remotely funny. All right, so now a joke bombs. Remember that they're, they're in uh, England here. They're across the pond, as we like to say, because that's fun. And so football is soccer to them. And so this joke bombs, but she explains it which is always what you want to do when your joke bombs. We are discussing the Tottenham outrage. No, it's not the, the state of their trophy cabinet. <laughs> That's a football joke, ladies and gentlemen. I um, knew that. gender normative now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So here is the premise of the show, Vinny. What they do is they tell a story a real story of something that happened, a, a true crime story in history. And for each detail that comes up in the story, they make the people guess what happened. And then you have to guess what, what it was. It's almost like Mad Libs. It's these like true idiots? Crime. What's that? These idiots have y to guess? Yes, these idiots have to guess. And so here's an example of this. Um, so we are at um, Schneumann's Rubber Factory. I'll allow it. <laughs> First question, what are they making at this rubber factory? Rubber. <laughs> what are they making with hey. the rubber? Yeah, it was a trick question. <laughs> I mean, really, you got it right. So. They're making a thing. They're making a thing. Um, Condoms. Are we thinking? Oh, no, that kind no, of rubber. Sheaths. Yeah. Okay, we've got sheaths from Katie. I want to say tennis balls. Nice. Why? Why is that nice? So I don't know if it's supposed to be fun or funny. Like, what do you think they make at the rubber factory? I don't know, tennis balls? The answer is tires. So they go around and they pick different things. And then she's like, well, it's tires is actually the answer. Oh, the most obvious. Hilarious. Is the answer. Um, <laughs> this is astounding. I'm like, insane. really? I'm, yeah, it is insane. That is the, the perfect word for it. Because 
they're all going to obviously try to be entertaining with it, and they're going to fail horribly. Yeah. So part of me is expecting this to be funny on the level of me laughing at them, and I'm not even getting that. No. They're not even bad good. They can't even pull off bad good on this show. Yeah. It's really just bad, I, bad. I call that Patrick michael aid. Right. Patrick Michael, bad good. This show, bad, bad. That's how I would sum that up. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> bad, bad. bad. <laughs> All right. So now they're talking about the uh, the stars of the story, these two perps. One of the guys gets a job at this rubber company, but he doesn't give out his real name. And so, lo and behold, here's another one. What do you think he, his name is that he gives out? And I don't understand why she thinks this is clever in any way. Um, so he um, refused to give his name. What was he listed as on the timesheets? Johnny Tyre. Dipshit that wouldn't give his name. <laughs> I'm going to go John Doe. Oh, clever. Yeah. That's good. Why is that clever, John Doe? It's what you call somebody you don't know their name. Why is that clever or good? It's neither of those things. You guys are retards. Okay, moving on. So apparently the, these people... They worked at this rubber factory, this tire factory, and they committed a crime there. And they have to guess what the crime was, okay? And I want to circle back because this goes back to the idea that steal laptops from business jerks don't steal laptops from performers for some reason. Right. Because this creeps into this, too. I think they stole some stock and then they tried to sell it down the market like Del Boy. Well, actually, yeah, it wasn't um, sharing with everyone. They were stealing the workers' wages. Wages. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It's like the targeted laptop attack. Again. Exactly. Yes. Steal from the workers. Exactly. Steal from the boss, not the workers. <gasps> yes. Yeah. yeah. hundred years and nothing changes. Honestly. <laughs> this is so annoying to me because th- this line of thinking is so stupid the fact that all these people have jobs is because of the person who owns the factory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's who employs all these people. Mm-hmm. That person's the most important person. They're like, mm-hmm. fuck that asshole. No, no, no. That's the person that you need more than anyone is the person who owns the factory so those people can have jobs. And also, I want to point out, because these fucking numbnuts obviously don't understand this, is that most of the money in a business <laughs> like this goes towards employment <laughs> wages. That's where the money is. Not the fucking boss's one salary, but all of the employees combined. If you're going to steal money, that's the way to do it anyway. Fuck these assholes. So, Holy shit. That's just funny to watch you lose your mind over this stuff. I, I get so irritated. Because they're just like, well, yeah, obviously, that's that's not the way to steal. You want to steal from the rich person. Fucking everyone's Robin Hood over here. That's the right thing to do. Okay, is it? Good. Okay. Now, Vinny, there's a police chase. All right, Carl Twohouse, tell us more. Yep, thank you. I appreciate it. Are you reading chats right now? It's nope, going nope. I'm just that was from you, huh? That was from me. I was going to invite you and Jess to come and stay with us. Oh, but... yeah, we'll definitely be there, oh, okay, Carl Twohouse. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, so there's a police chase. And um, the police need to commandeer something from a bystander in order to uh, catch up to our perps here. So, again, the question comes out, what do you think they commandeered? And then hilarity ensues. Yes. So two policemen, Tyler and Newman, they hear the the shot, gunshots. They give chase. Jacob and Paul run away on foot. Uh, some members of the public, the vigilantes, tried to stop them, uh, but they got away and the policemen are getting left behind. So they commandeered something from a passerby. What did they commandeer? Bicycle. Bicycle. Nice. Yeah. Um, skateboard a la Back to the Future. Nice. Nice. That was a hoverboard, you tried. My goodness. I'm going to go with carriage because we've still got 
We've got carriages still, along with the cars. We have. We certainly so have. There, there we go. Yeah. Horse and carriage. Wow. Great answers, ladies. Amazing. Really good stuff. So this story takes place at the beginning of the 20th century, I should mention. So that's why, you know, bicycle, carriage. And by the way, skateboard is correct in the original Back to the Future. All right, fine. But. What am I? The Back to the Future police fact check guy? Yeah, apparently you are. Kind, I kind of. I thought actually. there ain't no fat checking around here. And no, by the way, when it comes to Back to the Future, on, there is. Hold on, <laughs> I would like to make a correction and pick a fight with someone in the chat. Okay. JT says Vinny picked a customer and Carl picked a bus rider. <laughs> Neither technically weren't barbers. Well, horrible sentence, JT. Yeah, number not, one. not great. And number two. My guy was absolutely the fucking barber, numbnut. All right, why then? Why did you pull this random comment out then? Because it bothered me, <laughs> and I'm listening to this. I'm not having fun right now. I know. I'm sorry. I'm to these shitty women. We're almost done. All right, we okay. gotta hit some super chats in a second. So, by the way, as they're doing this, they're doing it on Patreon. So there's people in there chatting because they do have a Patreon and patrons. So we'll get How to much are they that. bringing in? I'm sorry. How much are they bringing? Oh, in? Oh, that is a mystery. They do not show that. Okay, so they're one of those people. Okay, so as they're doing that, they're looking at other people's suggestions. So you just heard that bicycle, skateboard, carriage. Someone was like, maybe they commandeered the Titanic, and I'm like, that's funnier than anything that these idiots said. So I'll give it to the commenter on that one. Yep. So they're all having all this fun. They're all having a great time with this story, and oh, these. These guys who robbed the wages are running from the cops, so the cops are chasing them and they're shooting at the police, and then this happens. So, yeah, so basically they're driving um, down the road after the um, Jacob and Paul, who are turning around and shooting at them a lot, and this is where we get wow. our first fatality. And it's, it's, it's awful because in the crossfire, members of the public are all taking cover, but in the crossfire they hit a 10-year-old boy called Ralph Jocelyn, um, oh. and he dies, so... He's he's been killed now, so this this robbery has now turned into a murder. It's so great, Vinny, because they're all having so much fun. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was a bicycle. Oh, it was a tandem bicycle. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's hilarious. So then uh, they shot a 10-year-old boy, and he he's dead. Hmm. I don't like this show. All right, one more clip, because... Let's get away from th- this format of this show. It's okay. terrible. I, it's, I don't understand why they do this. It's so stupid. Like, doesn't make any sense. Come up with a gimmick. Be good at the gimmick. I mean, it's terrible in every single way. Oh, but this, I'll, I'll give them credit for creativity. Although I hate this. You know, people like to give shout outs to the people on their Patreon. Sure. They find a unique way to do that that enrages me and makes you want to murder everyone. Okay. It's a no from me. But. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Please welcome to the stage your favorite band and mine. It's the Patrons! Introducing Marion Allen on vocals. Claire S. lead guitar. Melissa Jane Trow on bass. This goes on and on and on. I'm not going to... You didn't count them? No, and I'm not going to play it all for you because it's so annoying. But basically, their way of shouting out the the patrons is to say they're all playing a band together for some reason Mm. and then assigning different instruments to it. And it gets sillier and sillier. There's a sitar player. You get the point. You get the picture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on this one, Vinny. This show sucks. Drunk women solving crime fucking blows. The creep off is way better. And this show's not even that great. But it's way better. And thank you, Nathan... Uh, Strigo for uh, suggesting that. Nathan Much Strigo, we all know who's guilty here. We've solved the crime. Yes. It's the bartender. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. Are we having fun yet? 
Are we having fun? No, All we're right. not. Super I, chats. Oh, let's do some super chats, shall we? Dela said Vinny spent B-Day money on fraudulent votes. Yes, it was your birthday, and I do think you did get some money from Grandma, and that is what you spent your money on. All of my grandmas are dead, like that boy named Yay, called, super called, chats. Sorry. Called Ralph Joslin. <laughs> Camp Critical says... A dollar ninety nine. Thank you very much. New consequence: blind Mike chauffeur. Sounds like fun. You know what? I actually would do that only because blind Mike. I'd be like, "Where are you off to today?" He'd be like, "Oh, you know, I want to hit the uh, Waffle House." I don't know where Mike goes, and I would just drive him to like a Kmart and just drop him off. He'd <laughs> be like, "Yep, we're here at the Waffle House. Have fun, buddy. I'll be back in an hour." Oh God. Gut says thanks for the dollar ninety nine. Says Carl has never read Robin Hood. No, I haven't, but I, I'm familiar with the story. He robbed from the rich and gave right. to the poor. It was a fox, a bear, a snake. I don't know. <laughs> what, did I get something wrong about the details here? <laughs> Cardiff Electric. Thanks for blowing the SJ interview, Carla. How dare you, Cardiff Electric? How dare you even say I had anything to do with that getting fucked up? Wow. I just didn't want to give him all the money up front because that seems stupid. So I thought I was being... Actually, I didn't even want to give him half the money up front, but that's what Vince decided. So who was paying? You were paying? Uh, we were all going to chip in. Yeah, me, Shuley, and, and Vince. Okay, and this was going to be broadcast where? On uh, the Who Are These Podcasts uh, YouTube channel. Really? And everybody agreed to that? Well, yeah, we have the most subs out of the three of us, so okay. it made sense. Okay. Got it. Uh, Dela says, vote Carl or expect someone to squirt in your hair. Correct. Thank you, Dela. If you don't want jizz in your hair, go to thecreepoff.com and vote Carl. Okay. Well, I agree. I disagree. Carl. Dayla's making a lot of good points lately, I have to say. Mm, I don't know if I just saw any on that after show, uh, which I guess is happening today on Dayla's channel. It Bill's is. Posted okay, it cool. In the chat. By the way, I think I, um, by the way, I got to stop saying that. Now that I've been in Julie's show a couple times, they really let you know how stupid that sounds. Um, I, I did check in on Bill Loney's. Uh, he was doing a solo show. The other night, and I, I did check in and say hi to him. So I'm I'm trying to win his favor. If I can get both of the people on the creep offs after show to be uh, cousins, that'd be very helpful. Bill Loney is too smart of a guy to to fucking go for your snake oil. Cuz, cousin, Need some Carl cousins coming through. Listen, dude, Baloney, I love you, pal. Excelsior. True believers. That's all I'm going to say. Now, Carl, I guess that makes it time for voicemails, doesn't it? It does. All right. Brought to you by our friends in Syracuse. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Come sign up now for Syracuse's world-famous mini-sub engineering program. Look for us now on Groupon. See you in Syracuse. All right, Bill Loney corrected us. Thanks for the two bucks. It's on my channel. All right. You can watch it after this show, which will be over soon enough. <laughs> Are you annoyed with me already? What happened? No, I'm fine. We were, we were having such a good time before. Oh, we're having a good time. Okay, that, good. Those, I'm annoyed with those British women. Yeah, it was tough, man. Hey, guess what? You had to listen to maybe 120 seconds of it. I had to listen to 55 minutes of it. I so. take solace. I yeah. take solace in that. Uh, first voicemail. Hey, Carl. It's it's Al. Uh, Al allergies. Hey, <laughs> calling to say I feel kind of bad for throat fucking you a little too hard the other night before the show. Yeah, I was right. I will uh, 
Make sure to do that after the show next time. But don't you go closing that window, sweetie. Bye. All right. Thank you, uh, Al. I thought that was nasty, Al, at first. Nope, that was Al that was Urgies. Al different Urgies. guy. Yeah, different no. guy. I'm familiar. familiar All right. Him. One more. Didn't get many this week. I got one. Carl, don't let Vinny suppress this fucking voicemail. I've noticed a pattern. I've called in about it a couple times. Never once had it played. When Vinny starts to lose or is even tied, his go-to is a fucking child molester. And, oh, look, we're doing Texas, and he got he gets another child molester because Carl's winning. Shocker. If he wins this week, he might not do a pedophile next week, even though they're tied. But if he fucking doesn't win, I guarantee the following week it'll be a goddamn pedophile. Fucking weird. Quit being lazy, you fat piece of shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye. Wow, you've cracked the case, sir. Very well done. This is a uh, drunk listener solving the creep off. Well, what the, what's is the, what we just heard? What am I doing wrong here? Well, it's just very predictable. There's a pattern that we've seen. I here. don't always do that. This, no, and there you do. I agree with this caller. Don't don't fact check that. See, anyone. you're completely wrong. Because what I do is when I've really got my back up against the wall. Yeah, I go cannibal. Oh right, and if, and if they happen to put their penis in a child or two. You know, all the merit. Bonus points. <laughs> yeah, that wheel, right. bitch. yeah, good point. Um, and by the way, today I should win handily because I'm the only one who actually brought a barber as their creep. Oh, shut the fuck up with that. Yeah, I followed you're, the You're rules. going back to that well again. You've already made that point. Yeah, just a reminder. Yeah, good one. And by the way, this fucking Vinny's fat song that you keep playing on oh, shit. Oh, dude, how you fun You son is, of a bitch. How fun is that song? Don't do it. I No, I mean... Honestly, normally I, I find songs like that to be offensive, and I don't like to play them. But uh, I yeah. don't know, since you brought it up. I didn't. Vinny's fat and round. He has to weigh at least 600 pounds. Vinny's fat and round. He can barely reach his pubic mouth. Vinny's fat and round. It's so funny because after the show, Cardiff reached out to me. He's like, "Can you please send me that song?" I was like, "Yes, of course I can, sir." Yeah, he played that song. I know, I saw, I saw that. And by the way, if you're a subreddit surfing fan and uh, you enjoyed our episode we did about hoarders the other day that YouTube made us take down. Uh, it is now available on uh, Cardiff's Patreon, I believe, for free. Excellent. You can just go watch it there. If Excellent. Like um, since we're talking about how big you are, being 600 pounds. I'm bar- not 600 pounds. Barely reaching your pubic mouth. I am not two vetoes. Maybe we should take a look at Dayla's um, super chat here. For five bucks, Dayla says, keep Vinny humble. Vito is his reflection of health. I'm healthier than Vito. You probably are. Vito, fucking what did Dick tell us that lunatic is doing? He's making homemade Ozempic in a bathtub <laughs> and fucking injecting it into himself, and I'm the fucking problem. That'll, I'm the one everybody's worried about. That'll end well. It'll be fine. All right, I have uh, one more voicemail from us. I think you know this guy. This guy's pretty popular, actually, calling into the show. Hey, Carl, this is Satan calling. Uh, I just want to let you know what a good job you're doing raising money for our mutual friend, Matt Lewinsky. Uh, I mean, you really are such a piece of shit. It's impressive. I'm proud of you, Carl. Go fuck yourself. Dev out. All right, Satan. 
Thanks for uh, checking in with us. Yeah. I appreciate it. Satan, call in any time. Yeah, call in any time, Satan. Go to the front of the line, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah, please. Let's get, let's shows, get on the devil's fast track. I'm dedicating in on that. shows to Ted Kaczynski one day, playing the Satan on the voicemail the next. We're really killing it over Play, here. Playing songs that say I weigh 600 pounds. You're an evil motherfucker, Carl. Things are good. All right. I'm done with voicemails. I am too, which means it's time for a scum parade. I believe that is accurate. Scum parade. Take me on a raid of these fuck raids that these creeps have made. Scum parade. Vinny and Carl gonna tell you about some fuck shit. Scum parade. Like stories of a kid fucked by his mom or dad. Soaking up the blood of a cat scum parade. Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, Carl. PA, baby. What do we hate more than anything, Carl? Um, snitches? That is correct. Yes, okay. <laughs> I thought there was almost like the show we were just making fun of her. It's like, okay, now you fill in this blank. I'm like, yes, I got it. That's All what right. I was going for, but you did get it. A skateboard, the Titanic. What do we <laughs> yeah, hate the most? Right. <laughs> Gut says video liar. He wasn't a barber. He was just in the shop. No, he was cutting the guy's Thank hair. Thank you, Gut. Thank you, Gut. He was My the guy barber. was also cutting people's hair. Shut up. How dare you? Gut is correct on this one. My I, dad was employed there as a barber. He I'm gonna win. Employee. I'm gonna win in a landslide. Fuck this it. is not even gonna be close. I'm up. excited about the vote this week. You have this incorrect. All right. So a woman is facing charges, Carl, after driving under the influence. Yes. With her four-year-old in the car. Right. Now, the incident occurred. When authorities responded to a report of an intoxicated woman that had stumbled out of her vehicle. Do me a favor. Yeah. Don't say her name. I won't. Because I wanted I want to play a guessing game. Keep going. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This'll be easy. You I thought it. so. Okay. Uh, she stumbled out of her vehicle, got back in it with a young child inside. The report was made by someone who called 911 after witnessing the incident. The woman was later identified as 33-year-old blank. Yep. Do you want to guess her name now or do you want to wait? It's not about guessing the name. Okay. It's about guessing the race, because I thought, based on what drugs she was on, I'd be able to guess the race. Okay. okay. Now, does that sound crazy? That's not crazy, right? A little bit. All right, we'll keep it going. It sounds like a compound media game, if you ask me. Right. I do watch compound media, but keep going. So when officers pulled this woman over, she was crying, her speech was slurred, and her clothes were disheveled. Yes. Now, while the young boy was back in the car seat, in the back of the car, but he was unrestrained. He wasn't strapped in. He was just sitting in a car seat. Mm-hmm. This is a four-year-old. The vehicle is a Chevy Equinox, by the way. Okay. That's a boxy SUV. That kid should be flying all over the back. Now, she claimed she was trying to get to a friend's house, but he wasn't answering the phone. She then failed uh, a series of field sobriety tests and refused a blood test, something by law she was required to do. Right. She was then arrested and taken to the police department. Now, as officers waited at the scene for someone to pick up her son, the child told the officers that, quote, mommy had him hide her medicine. Yes. So this is my big question right now. So the four-year-old, who is an arc, Decided to go ahead and hand his mom's drugs over to the police, which what part of hide this from the cops did he not understand? I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe there needs to be like a Sesame Street episode where Elmo hides his mom's baggies of powder in them. Yeah. Mommy says not to share with with authorities. 
Yeah. So Alamo going to keep that. I don't do an Alamo impression, but you get the point. Well, I only do a Tukey impression. I don't do an Alamo. So so Alamo going to hide these from authorities, but this dumb kid's just like, hey, look at what mom gave me when you were pulling her over. Hey, aren't these little stamp bags cool? So here's my question to you, yeah. Minnie. Yeah. Now, I thought for sure, based on, because it didn't reveal what type of drug it was. I thought, okay. Once I find out what drug it is, I'll know the race of this person. Okay. So I want you to go ahead and reveal the drug. The little young boy handed mm-hmm. them a small coin purse that contained 12 stamped bags of heroin. Right. With so, a rolled up $1 bill. So what I said immediately was, oh, okay, it's a white woman. I don't know. Were you thinking the same thing? Yes. Do you know the answer to this? I do know the answer. It's to a what? black woman. Yeah. Holy shit. Christine Kriegel. Kriegel. Also know. sounds like a white name, by the way. We're thankful and proud of the citizen who made us aware of this so we could better act for that child. I'm back. To make sure the child wasn't injured. Can you see now? Yeah. Oh, good. You fixed it. I did it. wasn't hard. So either way, that was the uh, statement from the police department. They were very happy that someone narked, and then they were also very happy that the kid narked because it made their jobs easier, arresting this poor woman who was just trying to deliver heroin to her friend who was probably passed out on heroin and didn't answer their phone, if I had to guess. Oh, I think the heroin was all for her, if I had to guess, but you could be right. 12 stamp bags? Yeah, dude. So here's the thing, because you're a pothead. You don't understand this. A what? Potheads love sharing their weed. They they have no problem. Like, yeah, man, there's always there's always a hit for you in here, man. Come on over. Heroin addicts, not so much. They're like, no, this is actually mine. <laughs> you get your own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sharing this. It's amazing how weed works in the world. Yep. You could be anywhere and not have weed and then just have weed instantly. You could be anywhere, like uh, a Ween concert, a Pearl Jam concert. You could be at, at uh, a Dead and Friend show. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. And it just shows up. And you just there's just weed there and mushrooms. It's amazing. One it's time, amazing how that happens. I was at a Black Keys concert. A Black Keys concert? Years and years ago with my cousin. We had no weed. We went in with no weed. Yep. And some dude walks up to us and goes, hey, do you want to smoke with me? And we were like, sure. And he handed me a prescription pill bottle that was filled with giant delicious buds and then he handed me a pipe and then he said hold on one second and i never saw that man again the universe brought it to me and handed it to me and that man completely disappeared that's amazing yeah they um, love to share that, that i believe that was jesus coming back to earth it could have been i, I was there for the second coming i had a similar thing happen to me at a ween show at penn's landing in philadelphia i've seen ween there a couple of times and, um, you know, you don't know how strong it's going to be. And I'm not good with marijuana. And um, my wife and I got so stoned that every time they stopped playing music, I was having a freak out. I'm like, when are they going to start playing again? I wish I, I want start- more brown noise. I hope they start playing another song. Please start playing another song. Everyone's staring at me. Start playing a song again. It was very, uh, it was fun. <laughs> Except for when they weren't playing music. Yeah. This is the tough guy who's stepping up to people. That's him right there. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> well, don't look at me. Listen, when, I'm, when I'm driving my car, drugs. I'm not stoned. I'm just drunk. Uh, Dylan from Summer says, are you sure you weren't at a Weezer show, Carl? I've been to some Weezer shows, too, but it wasn't that. No. Okay. Jared Wayne Canales. He's 34 years old. He's a former resident of Palm Coast. He saw on a nationwide warrant since April, was located in Massachusetts and returned to Florida this week. On charges of child abuse, Carl. Okay, yeah. What did he What did he do to abuse this child of his? Well, apparently, this all stems from accusations that he goaded his daughter into taking her own life and insulted her and demeaned her on her 13th birthday. Okay, so if this guy had starred in Glengarry Glen Ross or Beetlejuice, this would be no problem, right? I mean, see, this guy is basically Alec Baldwin 
Minus the celebrity. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The alleged incident took place on April 7th. Canales had texted the girl's mother in early afternoon when the girl was still away with her friends. The girl had not been struggling... Had been struggling about her feelings towards her father, I wonder why, according to a statement by her mother to law enforcement. She called around 3 p.m. that day. Two of her friends were with her in her room. And according to what the girl, one of her friends, told Flagler County Sheriff deputies, Canales called her vile names and said, you're not worth it. I chose my girlfriend over you anyway. Go kill yourself. Okay, first off, that's weird, right? You don't choose your girlfriend over your daughter. That's creepy you could have both a girlfriend and a daughter if you're choosing one or the other it tells me that you assume similar things will come from them it's definitely uh understandable where you would come to that conclusion yeah that that, feels like the wrong things are in the wrong ballpark yeah the next nose vagina i like better is my girlfriend's over yours like well yeah Yeah. dad i would hope so yeah my girlfriend's blowjobs are way less toothy (laughs) than your 13 year old amateur fucking blowies all right you just went there all right i appreciate it yeah you're welcome it's a creep off dude that's what we do there's the line back there yep did you miss it stepped right over the next night the girl cut her own wrists what was described as a minor cut finally a kid who listens to her parents See, this is the problem with the, the previous ah! story. Ah! That, that kid, it, it, her parent, parental orders be damned. He's just like, ah, here's the drugs, cop. This kid's just like, my dad told me to kill myself, so all right, I guess I gotta. Yeah. So this caused some bleeding. She then did it again with a piece of glass the following night and with a baseball bat, smashed a portrait of herself and the dad. The morning of April 10th, she took seven pills of Benadryl and while she was at the car with her mother on their way to pick up her stepfather from work, she took another seven pills. All right, so, this so she's in the car with her mom doing every half-ass suicide attempt she can. Thank you. I was going to say, half-ass is a good word, because this girl either sucks at killing herself or she really wants attention. And I'm going to guess both. And then she tells her mother that she did it. Oh, look at me. I'm so depressed. I'm cutting myself. Very, very lightly. Her mother changed directions and took her daughter to the Halifax Hospital in Daytona Beach where her stomach was pumped. So who's the victim here? The stepdad who's waiting to get picked up from work. Good point. Detectives reviewed text messages on this the girl's, girl's a monster. Their father. Oh, it's all about her, isn't it? Yep. Uh, detectives reviewed the text messages on the girl's phone with her father. A felony child abuse charge was filed on April 14th. Now, the only thing that they don't tell you what's in the text messages, but I'm going to say this. Whatever he wrote got the Florida police to put out a warrant for his arrest. And I guess what you're implying there is that it's hard to get arrested in Florida. It's kind of fucking bedlam. Yeah, I guess that's what you're suggesting. Yeah. Like, they're upset about text messages enough that this guy gets arrested. All right, so that's strike two against visiting me in my Florida house. All right, keep yeah, going. Well, strike three. <laughs> Start with the shit water. <laughs> that, that's by the way, that's getting figured out this week, I want to tell you, my friend. Oh, good. Has anybody stopped it from flowing into the living room? <laughs> I don't know about that. I, haven't, I don't have a webcam okay. set up, but uh, we are getting a reverse osmosis machine set up so it's going to be all that'll good be good yeah. that'll be great you're going to osmos the shit out of the water perfect good one uh professional now, comedian vinnie paulino everybody i don't put that in my credits <laughs> Thank i God. don't put that in my credits Thank God. <laughs> i put you know from comedy at the carlson and comedy at the carlson it's vinnie paulino everybody wow <laughs> carl 
what I put in my credits is everyone's fourth favorite WATP co-host. Yes. Which is, I feel, very realistic. Yeah, so you're not counting uh, producer Chris as a co-host. Got it. Okay. Well, that I mean, I thought I moved up one when Crow's fucking left. Oh, I, I'm your top five, buddy. In my book, you are top five. So don't worry about it. I'm I'm with you on that. Adolescent suicide, especially among girls, has been on the rise for over a decade, starting in 2011, according to the Center for Disease Control. That's the end of the I mean, story. It's not all because dads are telling their kids to kill themselves. A lot of it has to do with social media, too. But yeah, some of it is dads telling their daughters to kill themselves. Yeah. You want to talk about another de- bad father, Carl? Yeah. We just had Father's Day a while back. Four kids aged five to ten have been taken into care after first responders found them hidden in a squalid Boston apartment surrounded by sex toys and drugs, and they found a black trans woman dead on the floor. So <laughs> this is a crazy story. Yes, it is. And I have to say, this is advanced partying for kids this age. Like Even Drew Barrymore was not ready for this at this age. This is some crazy shit right here. I always forget that Drew Barrymore has seen some shit, and now she's on TV, like being like this Rosie O'Donnell, mid '90s happy-go-lucky mom. Oh yeah, she's blowing lines at seven. <laughs> I mean, Drew Barrymore—it's really amazing. Had a lot of fun when she was younger. She really did. Now, emergency services found the unidentified woman's body after an unconscious person's report was made at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. They reportedly found six adults who appeared to be men dressed as women inside who were uncooperative (laughs) and denied having children at the home. The children were found jammed together in a cramped room surrounded by filth and a stench permeating the air, hidden by an adult man reportedly wearing a wig. Yeah, you already said drag. I only think, by the way, this man was wearing a wig. No, we know. We get the picture. Yeah. We're we're following. The city council... But Aaron Murphy told NBC the partygoers attempted to stop a responding firefighter from finding the kids. When he opened the door, he saw four children, what I believe are two adults in the back room, and it was really disturbing to him, Murphy said to NBC. They just seemed scared. If only they had been reading stories to these kids, it would have been fine. Yeah. I've been fine with it. Get the books out. Right. This is the craziest drag story time I've ever heard of. <laughs> this is nuts. By the way, I, I don't I don't watch uh, Glenn Beck or, or any of these conservatives, but I, I assume this is going to be the top story for the next three weeks, right? This yeah. is what happens when drag queens have children around. I don't know. Like, I feel I'm very torn on this because I know a drag queen who does a story hour, mm-hmm. but like just volunteers and does it. But so, so this drag queen doesn't also introduce the kids to meth? Yeah. You're telling me? Okay. I think that's probably good. Well- the real name is Ed. I think Ed does it just because he wants to volunteer and be a nice person. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm, I assume uh, the best intentions, of course. Yes, always. Not so much at this party. No. Boston police are classifying the incident as a death investigation resulting from cardiac arrests. No results. Of, uh, arrests have been made. There was hoarding, a lot of uncleanliness in the apartment, lots of sex toys and drug paraphernalia all over the place, that uh, Murphy guy said. The children were immediately removed from the hazardous environment, transferred into the care of Child Protective Services, where medical professionals assessed uh, their physical and mental conditions. And they said, uh, poor. I got the test results right here. <laughs> yeah. Mental condition, uh, not good. Yeah. Is, is the answer. Bad, bad, I think is what they said. And they're still saying it's unclear what the relationship is between the adults and the children found in the apartment. I have, One I, of them said, I'm the dad. I, I'm going to say this. Friends with benefits. 
<laughs> That's what I assume the we relationship don't, is. I don't know if you guys noticed, we're not into labels around here. <laughs> <laughs> the word maps gets thrown around a lot these days, yeah. but let me just tell you. So either way, they're investigating it, and uh, the neighbors are happy that the cops kind of shut this down because apparently this house was a bit of a nuisance, as one can imagine. So we'll find out what happens in Boston. Carl, I could throw you a complete curveball and give you one of the craziest stories I've ever read, or I could do the story I told you about. Give me a curveball, buddy. Okay. I like this story better than the one I had picked. Sounds good. I didn't like that story either. Okay. It was boring. Agreed. I, I, by the way, the, the story that we're talking about is a woman showed up to the police station in India with, with her, her mom, her mom in a suitcase. Yeah. And they're like, can you believe that? I'm like, I don't know. What, what are you supposed to put your mom in when you bring her to this police station? Yeah. I arrested her. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So give me, give me a curveball. What, what All right, got? Carl. You ever had a bad Uber driver? Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. tell you a quick story about that. Please. Because my wife and I, when we go downtown a lot of times we'll just take an uber from our house especially if i'm going to a sporting event we go to baseball games hockey games whatever because i don't want to deal with parking it's just sure. easier or if we're going to go out and we're going to hit some bars and stuff like that so this happened a few years ago and uh, we order the uber pulls up to our house we get in and the woman's like hey guys i'm like uh-oh and then she nods off and my wife taps the her driver does yeah my wife taps her like are you okay she's like yeah of course i'm okay you guys okay yeah, I'm great. Nods off again. We get the fuck out of that car and immediately call the police. And um, she oh, she wakes okay. up to see that we're now out of the car and, go, and panics and, and just cruises away from our house as fast as possible. Okay. Um. So I, I think she was probably on heroin. Yeah, that's if I, probably if not I can great. guess. Well, here's a picture of this woman here. I uh, am not going to talk about an Uber driver today, Carl. This story is about... The worst Uber passenger. Ah, I've heard about that in the too. history of the world. We're that, going that I am not. I want to say. Yeah, I think my star rating's decent. Five stars, son. Yes. Even though I farted in that one. <laughs> oh, dude, that's right. We were in Nashville. You fucking asshole. I think that was my Uber. <laughs> we were in, we were in Nashville, and we got out of this van because there was a bunch of us. And uh, as we were leaving, Vinny just goes, "Hold on a second, I got to leave something for him," and just farts into the van and shuts the door real quick. It's very classy. <laughs> this is a tip. Keep it classy, San Diego. Phoebe Copas, she's 40 years, 48 years old. She's from Tompkinsville, Kentucky. She was visiting her boyfriend in El Paso, Texas. And on June 16th, she picked up an Uber to go meet him somewhere in uh, southeast El Paso. Okay. Now, according to the complaint affidavit, this woman, Copas, saw traffic signs that read, Juarez, Mexico. Now, they're in El Paso, Texas. Right. So there are signs that will tell you if you go that way, you could go to Juarez, Mexico. So this woman No, starts- I'm, I'm familiar with that, Vinny, because I live close to Canada, and there are signs that say Cardiff's house, and there's just an arrow pointing. So yeah, no, I- to Minnesota. Now, during her ride, she starts to think that this Mexican gentleman, who is her driver, is kidnapping her and taking her to Juarez, Mexico. Oh, so she's a retard. Correct. Okay. So. <laughs> one star. Starts, one star. Sir, I'm giving you a one star right now. You better pull over. So this happened at 2 p.m. The guy picks her up yep. in a gray Nissan Max and was driving her to meet the boyfriend. As they drove southbound on South Central El Paso, Copa saw traffic signs that showed the words Juarez, Mexico, that led her to believe that the driver whose last name was P- uh, Piedra was trying to kidnap her and take her across the border. 
Copes is then accused of grabbing a silver and brown handgun from her purse and shooting the driver in the back of the fucking head, causing the vehicle to crash into roadway barriers before coming to a full stop on the freeway. The area where the car crashed was not in close proximity of a bridge, port of entry, or any other immediate access to travel to Mexico. Vinny, I don't think she thought this one through. You don't say. I don't think she thought this one through. There's a couple of things here. First off, you never shoot the driver. It's a bad idea. But secondly... It's the piano player you don't shoot. Say, say yes. You grab the piano player and you punch him in the face, as the King Ed Rock once told me. Or the rhythm guitar player. So when you get to the border, there's a, a nice gentleman there, border patrolman. If you are being kidnapped, you can let that person know at that time that you are being kidnapped. Yes. It's, it's not like, well, okay, you know what? I'm not as familiar with Mexico. Maybe you can't just get right over the border. There probably aren't any Border Patrol people. Never mind. Moving on. Yeah, so she's all under arrest and has a lot of explaining to do. Yikes. But uh, talk about a trip that went poorly. <laughs> That's insane. It really is. Just because you saw a street sign? That one popped up in my feed today. I was like, oh, that is a way better end of the That's show. Funny. But holy fuck, she saw a street sign that said Juarez and completely freaked out and blew this guy's head off. In her defense, he was probably speaking Spanish. That that can be unnerving. Did I tell you about my Uber driver when we were in L.A. last year? No. And um, I, I was just had dinner with Larry Blinder and his lovely wife. Pick and, that name up. And we're, we're heading back. Why not? That Larry show. Pick Check that it name up. up. He's great. And uh, he's my friend. So we're, we're heading back to our Airbnb. And uh, we actually were driving through the Hollywood Hills to get back to our Airbnb from there. So that was kind of neat. Um, and uh, I don't know, I'm not a talkative guy in an Uber, but my wife was passing out, so I just like was asking the guy a question or two, and he goes, I don't speak English. Just like that. He just goes, I don't speak English. Meanwhile, everything on- Then he turned up talk radio. Dude, ev- <laughs> everything was in English. All of his dials, his radio, all of his equipment is, you know, he's obviously using the- uh, GPS. GPS, that's all in English. I think he just didn't want to talk to me. And I'm like, that's brilliant, actually. Out. Yeah, I give him credit for that. I don't speak English. I'm going to start using that. Because he said it perfectly, too. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this today's episode of The Creep Off. I don't speak English. No speak oh no english oh is what I would have said. But Perfect. That was very funny. Very good. All right, Carl. Not here. everyone wants to talk to me. You know what? I want to give a quick shout out to uh, my new friend, Ben, who I met at the Ice Stub show Saturday night. I don't know if you met him. But uh, this guy comes up to me after the show, and he says, uh, hey, man, I've been listening to Who Are These Podcasts for the last seven years. Uh, I was a house painter for a long time, and so you and Dick Magistin got me through all these long days of just you know, boring work. And uh, he's from Denver, and he just moved to Rochester like a few weeks ago. Wow. And he, he came to the Isotope show. And I was like, hey, man, that's so cool. So nice to meet you. So then yesterday... I go to a place called Strange Bird. You ever been to Strange Bird? Uh, the brewery? Yes. Yeah. So my wife and I go there for uh, some lunch, and who comes out of the, the kitchen on break but Ben? <laughs> he's, he's like, hey, Carl, here you are again. So apparently, if you do move to Rochester, you just see me every day. That's how that works. It's a small town, I guess. Well, that isn't a, a great advertisement for Rochester tourism. I don't know what is. I do have to say it was funny hanging out with Christian because, so he came over to my house. We did, who are these podcasts? Then we went to my band's rehearsal space to load up all of our gear. That's a four and a half minute drive. 
Then we drove to the venue that we played at, Radio Social, which is another three and a half minutes down the road, which is right next to the comedy club where we are right now, where we record this show. Mm-hmm. And literally everywhere Christian and I went was in like a mile radius. I, I felt like I live in the smallest town in the history of the world. Because this is a guy who lives out in L.A., and I'm like, yeah, no, everything that I do is just like within this. It's all within walking distance. You're lucky you left the house, Christian. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky you saw something that wasn't the basement. Yeah, most people just, I just keep them in the basement yep. forever. Yep. And people were asking Christian the size of the cage. Pat Dixon keep... is still asleep under the, po- under the pool <laughs> yeah, table. Yeah, if you haven't seen Pat Dixon in a while, I do. I see him every, every day. Uh, people were asking Christian to reveal the size of the cage that Jenny Jingles is in. Uh-huh. But he has sworn to secrecy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you on Patreon on Wednesday. I'm going to Hogan into the Hall of Shame. I'm looking forward to that. All right. We'll see you all next week. Remember, folks, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Did we read all the Super Chats? Oh, uh, good, great question. Let's just double check here. Oh, no, I don't think so. We did. Vinny, you liar. He wasn't a barber just in the shop. I'm not lying. Oh, that was, we did read that. I'm okay, not lying. All right, guys. Thanks I'm, so much for uh, checking us out live and for the Super Chats. And if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. The Creep Off, you can find it there. Hopefully, we're not um, shadow banned like we are on Patreon for some reason. Well, the nice thing is now you could find the links to all of these things right yes. on our website, thecreepoff.com. Nice to be important. It's more important, important to be, be nice. nice. Gigi, uh, <laughs> go fucking Gia. You had enough. All right, I get it. Gagia. <laughs> Gagia already. Jesus. Anally raping children, then disemboweling and force feeding them their own intestines. That ain't funny. Fuck yeah! You think you can get away with that without having legal legal ramifications? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Alcohol is bad. You shouldn't drink alcohol.